What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? We're going to have a, a, a deep, a heavy, an insightful conversation about hip-hop versus rap. On your station with the news, the sports, the entertainment, WBGRsports.com. Right now, I have with me uh, some really talented people who are knee-deep in the industry. This is, we have uh, DJ DC Hollywood. Say what's up, brother. What's going on? Good morning, South Beans and Brother South Tacos. And I, your boy, girl. As DC's turn up, King DJ DC Hollywood. Yeah! Righteousness. And then we have uh, Uncanny. What's going on, Radio your world? Righteousness. I don't know him as that. I know him as you, Candy. <laughs> you, Candy? I call him you, Candy. I made that mistake a long time ago. Like, yeah, candy, man. You, Candy. <laughs> I know, that's my man. <laughs> you, you're that missing X-Men. <laughs> All right. And then we have the one and only G Money. Yes, sir. How you doing? How you doing? Righteousness, righteousness. And of course, we have New York's own DJ Rob Lowe. Hey, what's good, family? In full effect. And then, last but not least, we have the man who pulled it all together. <laughs> I put this thing together! <laughs> Jay Watts, what's going on, man? What's up? <laughs> all right, so what we have here is the age old conversation about culture versus product, about truth versus marketing, and in this context, hip-hop versus rap. Uh, so let's let's start with something easy, and then we're going to delve into the history, and then we'll loop it back around. What was you guys' uh, perspective or reaction to what Kendrick Lamar did on the Grammys? Uh, me, personally, I thought it was, I thought it was epic. You know, um, I started... I was listening to Kendrick back when he had uh, the mixtape section 80 and um, and uh, the other earlier mixtapes um, and uh, where he before he met with Dre and started making that the industry uh, albums that he had now and he was a uh, very proficient then in uh, expressing himself with his rhymes you know what I'm saying and the visualization that when you listen to it that you that you got that picture mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that you got in your imagination while listening you already knew that he was going to be somebody special some one of the top guys in the industry and what he did since he's been in the industry mm-hmm. has just been profound you know what I mean he's not just a rapper he's taking it to back to his element of expressing yourself without any filters from you know what I'm saying a corporate Entity, you know what I'm saying. When he now, would you would you consider him hip hop or rap? I would and, just, and give us a brief definition, Uncanny. Go ahead. I would give. I would consider him hip hop. Okay. You know? What's your definition of hip hop? Definition of hip hop would be uh, at its base, it would be something that is more. You know, when it started, it was more about the beat, the drums, and the kicks, and then the lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The writing, the you know what I'm saying the literature behind it. Mm-hmm. Rap is. Again, the beat, but it's more com- like commercialized. You know what I'm saying? It's more to where, okay, this is in, and I'm going to talk about what everybody likes as opposed to what, you know what I mean, be state politically correct mm-hmm. as opposed to expressing how I truly feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Rap is for the money and fame, and hip hop is the true nature that comes from within the spirit. Family, we're going to open up the phone lines a little later in the program. We just want to kind of lay out the spread first. So when you guys call, you have something to kind of key in on. Uh, DJ DC Hollywood, what was your take on Kendrick? You know, honestly, I didn't even see it. 
I was uh, uh, not even a YouTube clip. Not not even a YouTube clip. Oh man, I'm 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 sorry. I mean, I've been hearing about it, but uh-huh. r- really, I was downstairs mixing songs and so you was being productive. So. I'm being productive. So, what's your definition of hip hop? Hip hop. <clears throat> I mean, most, most like, I'm, my bad, I keep, I got it stuck in my head while I'm saying you canny, but you know, I'm canny. Um, basically what he said, I mean, he worded perfectly. Uh-huh. You know, <clears throat> hip hop, rap, two, definitely two different things, but my definition of hip hop is, is something where it's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. You know, about the beat, it's about your lyrics, and it's about telling a story. Mm-hmm. Having uh, your words have some type of meaning to it, not the jibber jabbers that I hear today. Okay, okay. Uh, pipe, pipe it up, pipe it up, pipe it up. What's pipe it up? <laughs> What's pipe? You couldn't think of nothing better else to say, but pipe it up. So the theme that I'm hearing uh, from my two uh, experts here, our two creators, is that lyricism is a is a major factor when you're defining hip hop. Uh, is that your opinion, G Money? I would say that 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 is the case, and and and, and, and touch real quick, briefly on, on the situation with Kendrick. Uh-huh. Like lately, when Kendrick's been doing something, people actually need to pay attention if you are a fan of hip hop or a part of it. You know, because uh, back even all the way back from Control, the mm-hmm. Control verse where everyone where he did that, and it and it sparked a whole huge controversy in hip hop, and anyone that talked about it, no one was talking about. Oh my God! Is Kendrick the, the, the king of, of uh, New York before, or or LA before? At that point, you know, he, he was just a dude that was really doing his thing, and everybody recognized that because of his lyricism, mm-hmm. because of the beats that he was choosing, because of his content matter that he was actually talking about. Like, mm-hmm. He was speaking from the heart, and that's what really, to me, hip hop is, is coming from your heart and speaking what it is is on your mind, on mm-hmm. your heart, and it's real. You know, I'm from New York, so. The essence of hip hop was originated there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in the Bronx, really, from back in the day. You know, so I, I feel that when, when those guys were doing that, they started mm-hmm. it. Whenever you're starting something, it's always more authentic, it's mm-hmm. always more real. And 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 I feel like, you know, that's what Kendrick right now is representing. That real version, that real brand, that raw brand of hip hop. Okay. The difference between the hip hop thing and, and rap. Speaking of New York, let's go to DJ Rob Lowe. Uh, what was your thoughts? Did you see the, the Kendrick performance? Nah, I didn't watch the Grammys either, but I didn't watch it on purpose. I don't really support that stuff. Right. I was really proud of what he did, mm-hmm. and I really, um, I agree with, with, with what all three of these gentlemen have said mm-hmm. in reference to hip-hop and in reference to Kendrick. I think that um, he has become the voice of the true essence of hip-hop mm-hmm. because he's not being... Um, skewed by the the industry he's not allowing himself to be led a certain direction he's came he came with a mission and i think he's carrying out that mission so i think he's the new wave voice of public enemy x-clan krs1 black prez i'm sorry dead prez and those those mcs that really came with a purpose so i respect him and i like what he's doing and not just on the hip hop level, but on an, on the national stage level, mm-hmm. you know, because now we have somebody who's really understanding the culture of hip hop, who's interacting with the president. Mm-hmm. So he has a major platform to really do some good and really serve out his purpose. So I'm just waiting to see how he's going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Watts, what's your opinion on the uh, Kendrick performance? 
on their Kendrick performance and then kind of dovetail into your definition of, of, of hip hop versus rap? Okay, well, um, the performance that Kendrick put on was uh, it probably was like one of the best performances I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be clear, I think that the people who did see his performance, they just saw that video. Did y'all didn't see like the whole Grammy? Because I didn't. Nah, know. I, I just saw it out on YouTube. I checked it out on YouTube. Hell with the Grammys. Fuck the Grammys. <laughs> 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 the Grammys. Okay. All right. All right, keep going. And Oscar. Like All right, that. keep going. Yeah, yeah. Nah. All right. But now the, the performance was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I think he's he's being uh, a voice uh, that we need right now. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know what? You, you hit on a very important point. So we just go to, can you have rap without hip hop? No. I mean, rap is just, uh, you know, it's, it's... And the reason why I said it is because don't you think there are people in the industry that are rapping that aren't part of hip hop culture? I do. Exactly. I agree. You follow me? Yes. I, I think people reaching in, they're taking shit and then they're going and selling it and they're just saying F you to the culture. Right. They're right. looking, right. They're looking for, for a quick fix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we I, I call them the junkies of hip, of hip hop. Name them. Uh, for one of them, I, I, I'll say Migos, because I don't understand nothing that they, that. I mean, mm. I mean, I like the beat because me personally as a DJ, first I listen to the beat first, right? And then I hear what they're gonna say stupid on the beat, because you know, I mean, you got what pipe it up. I'm you have. Um, yeah, that's been like the stupid song that's stuck in my head. But as a DJ, you know, I, I play it. You know, it's like I'm not a Beyonce fan, but I play Beyonce songs. Okay. But um, pipe it up. Ain't that for Migos? Anything from them Chicago dudes up there? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's some Chicago dudes that spit some fire. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But I guess don't. I guess can't get with it. He's my. I'm, I'm big on like I'm not a Migos fan right now. Well, okay, just so I'm clear though. There is space inside of hip hop for just straight party music. Yeah, right, you know, I, I think there is. Right, right, right. I think there is to uh, in regards to to cats like Migos. I mean, you know, you gotta understand that they came up. Those are kids that was born in the '90s. They don't know. They don't know that history in part. They grew up to Lil Wayne's and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So. You know, they're they're necessary. There is a, a place in there for that. You know what I'm saying? But it just can't be that, and that's it. You know, you can't you can't say, okay, this is what's saying. This is what the kids like. This is what's being purchased, and then you just put the tribe called Quest to the side, and okay. you know what I'm saying. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's foundational music. You know what I'm saying? That will still have influence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying on the minds of the youth, as opposed to what 
is that what's being said by these new cats that's out here that is not necessarily it's entertaining but it's not beneficial to the mind state of the people and that's part of what hip-hop was it was like the the new it was like the black panther movement without the black panthers you know what i'm saying they want to strip our you know what i'm saying our, our our culture and our pride so that's where we came with the hip-hop okay like when the slavery you had the you had the the slave the the, the, the slave song spiritual, you know what i'm saying spiritual. they kept your spirits up through the through the turmoil and that's where hip-hop was okay you know you got the the racism from the 70s and back then okay well they won't let us speak on on the platforms of Malcolm X and, and Martin Luther King no more, so we just we gonna rip it and and do it through the music mm-hmm. because that's 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 our culture. That's our go back to the ancestry from back when we was you know what I'm saying free, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's what I think that's needs to come back. You know what I mean? Now I'm not saying Migos music shouldn't be hurt. Is there somebody I mean? else beside Amigos that have offended? What I don't like. What I don't like is cultural offense. Guys that you know just don't. I want to say just the music that they make is just like popcorn type. You know, music like snap type music. It's just honestly, I blame the labels. Okay. And I say that because because they want to get rich quick. Exactly. And they're putting pressure on artists to make hits. You need a hit. You need a hit. You need a radio hit. You need a radio hit. Now you got a whole album full of radio hits, mm-hmm. and you're not even talking about yourself. Like you can't even get an album anymore nowadays, and actually learn about the artists. Like I used to get Busta Rhymes albums, Jada Kiss albums, and again these are New York artists. Pardon me for being biased because I'm from the area. I'm from you know the New York area. I've been here for a minute too, so I've been listening to everything. But Busta Rhymes, yeah. Because yeah, I'm from DC and that was my dude right there. He's a great storyteller. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the, the, the t- stories that he would tell, like, you know, you're getting a full album. You'll get about three or four joints that you can bang in the club because right. the can do it in the club. Like, right. There's no, there's no doubt. He's all yeah. around. He can do that too. Mm-hmm. But the stories that he tells, you, I feel like I'm paying for an album. Like I didn't mind paying fifteen dollars back then for an album mm-hmm. because you're getting a full situation. Like Migos, Gucci. Like Yo Gotti, some of these newer guys now, the, the the new kids, like this stuff is almost a joke. But if you look back all the way back in the day, Busy B, mm-hmm. that was yeah. a party rapper. Yeah, you're right. It was a dude that came in and rocked the party. That was what hip hop was. Was you going in and rocking a park? Mm-hmm. Park jams, what they called them back in New York. Mm-hmm. I'm too young for the for, for, to go to them joints. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I do remember. You know, older, older friends, and just you—you you have no stories of rocking in the park, those kind of park jams you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is, is there anybody on this panel who has any stories about uh? Funny <laughs> 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 dude, man. Got a segue at some point. First thing I want to say is, to me, when you talk about hip hop versus rap music, and you want to know where the separation is and how you identify that. I raise the question is, take away the money. Uh-huh. Take out the money element and see who still wants to rhyme. Wow. Who's doing it for the love? Who's doing it because of the art form? Who respects the craft? Take out that money element. I think G-Money hit the nail on the head where the, the labels have controlled the music. They have taken over the music because at the onset of it becoming commercialized, you know, it was said that it was just a fad. Mm-hmm. It was going to die, it was trendy, and it wasn't going to make no noise. If you go into the record stores, if they even had 
hip hop or rap music as they called it even if they even had that in the store it would be way in the back in the corner somewhere hmm. and it found its way to the forefront of those stores so when the industry realized that we can't get rid of it and not only can we not get rid of it but our white kids love this shit right. so now if we can't get rid of it we're going to have to control it because let's let's take it to a political level if hip hop is at onset was it was our own personal news report of what's going on in the hood mm -hmm. and what's driving the behavior. On the news, all we saw was the behavior. Mm -hmm. But the behavior was a symptom of an economic situation. Mm -hmm. And so that wasn't being reported. So now here you have this music to say, we're down here in the hood all over the country in survival mode. Mm -hmm. And since we're not getting the opportunities that y'all are getting in the outskirts, suburban America, we have to find a way to take ours. Mm -hmm. And whether it's robbing you at the most machine, breaking in your car, or selling crack on the corner, it's either do that or die for a lot of us. Mm. And that was the voice of hip-hop. My introduction to hip-hop, I grew up in the Bronx, and <clears throat> I was about 11 years old, and I'm at my grandmother's house on Boston Road, 1234, <clears throat> excuse me, Boston Road. Now the next block from me is Prospect Avenue, and right on the corner in that building live Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel, and Kid Creole. Wow. Uh, it was either Kid Creole or um, Raheem. And so right where my grandmother's window was to her little den, there was a fire escape. And off that fire escape across the street was 63 Park. So one day I'm in, I'm in the fire, I'm on the fire escape because that was what we called the porch, the porch back then. I mean, uh, you know, your porch, your backyard. So I'm on the third floor and we are, I'm on the um, fire escape, and the park across the street is crowded, and you see a whole lot of people and you hear music, but you can't see what's going on. I'm too young. I'm smack dead in the hood. Grandmom's is not letting me go out. My aunt lived in the house too, and there was a bodega store right on the corner. So she used to always send me to the store for cigarettes and beer because back then, kids could go in the store and buy cigarettes and beer. <laughs> so, so I go to her because I need a way to get out this crib because I want to see what's going on across the street. Right. So I go to my own. I say, yo, you no cigarettes, no beer. Yes, go get me a can of Cold 45 and give me two loose new ports. So I go to the store, but before I go to the store, guess where I went? I went across the street and I shoveled my way through the crowd to get to the front desk, to the front table, and it was a dude with headphones on, hoovering over two turntables and a mixer, playing this music. Wow. And nobody was rhyming at the time, but he had the crowd and captivated. Mm -hmm. And I stood there for about two hours and watched him, and then it was Grandmaster Flash. Wow. And Mary Mel got the mic, and um, Little Rodney C from the Funky Four Plus One More got on the mic. And I stayed there for about two hours until my aunt finally came out and got me, and I caught the ass whooping of my life. It was worth it when I got home, but it was well worth it. I was gonna say that's gotta be something that had to be worth it. Right, right, right. But that was definitely my introduction to hip hop, and that was the first time that I seen it and didn't even know what to call it at that time. Mm -hmm. um, so with that onset of, of, of an introduction to this music, you know, then as I got older, I got into high school, and I saw hip hop emerging as a culture where it wasn't just the DJ 
and the MC. Yeah. It became breakdancing. Mm -hmm. And the breakdancing crews would develop into crews of breakdancers. Mm -hmm. I went to Kennedy High School in the Bronx where, I don't know if you know Crazy Legs, who was a part of Zulu Nation, you went to my high school. I actually met Crazy Legs. Yeah, my school was a 5% like of conference or something. Yeah. yeah, he was there in my school. I um, down conference, all that back in the day. Yeah, I did a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Freeze, who was in Flashdance, he, uh -huh. he was at my school, and Kid Capri went to my high school. Uh -huh. So, um, also Paulie G from Cosmic Force MCs, and, uh, which was Zulu Nation. He went to uh, Kennedy High School as well. And Grandmaster Castle, the Cold Crush, used to be at our school every day because he used to date this girl Chevy. So we used to see how the crews would get ready for battles, you know, okay. during the weekend. Okay. Harlem Road, Audubon, mm -hmm. T-Connection, XC Garage, mm -hmm. The Fever, uh, all those clubs. Um, what's that skating ring down there at the Polo, gr the polo Grounds? And it'd be different crews so now you got the break dancing you got the MCs, you got the djs now you got the fashion because everybody's going to fordham road getting these different suits okay. made up and your crew is looking like your crew with the candles and the fat laces with the wow. beers so now you have this culture that's slowly emerging uh -huh. into our shit around the music all this other culture is coming out of it okay. yes alright so now it's like and people are gravitating it, to it and people are getting in where they can get in sure. because it's expanding mm -hmm. so now before when you couldn't get a you couldn't MC well guess what you you, you could just be a fan mm -hmm. or if you couldn't DJ you could just be a fan but now you might not be able to MC you might not be able to DJ but you might be able to pop lock you might be able to do the electric boogie whatever it is so now you got another way in mm -hmm. or you might be a, a good fashion person mm -hmm. you know so and then came the graffiti which was an art form to it. So now you're talking about the five elements of hip-hop culture. Mm -hmm. So now it's broadening. And as it broadened, you know, the powers that be eventually saw that this might be a money a money maker. Okay. And I just think at the time when money got involved, um, we lost our vision of what it was about. Okay. And the vision was, I mean, I remember I went and saw... Um, it was a thing called Crash versus Flash, where it was Grandmaster Flash mm -hmm. and the Furious Five battling the Crash crew at the Autobahn, mm -hmm. where they killed Malcolm X. Yeah. And all week long, and it was for $1,000. Now, you do the math. There were six people in Crash crew, mm -hmm. and there's seven people in Flash and the Furious Five. Mm -hmm. So, you a $1,000 split seven ways. That's just money for weed, some golden champagne, and you're waiting to get there. You're coming for the love. Right. Yeah. We're coming for bragging rights until the next battle. Right. So we walking tall through all the New York City high schools mm -hmm. next week saying, yeah, we took our flash or we took our crash crew. Right. That's, and that's what it was about. And that is really what it was about. Wow. And somehow, some way, it's lost its way. Now, Russell Simmons, I give props to him for having a, a vision for hip-hop on a larger scale. Right. Now, don't document me on this, but my understanding is he tried to pitch it to the Barry Gordys and the Quincy Joneses of the world. Wow. To say, hey, we got this music, and it means something, mm -hmm. and it can go somewhere, mm -hmm. and let's keep it in the house. Right. And they didn't believe in it. They shot him down. Wow. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. This Motown. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Rops and doo-wops. So, yeah. now what do you do? So then here comes Rick Rubin. 
Mm. You know, and, and he got some money, and he got this production thing going, and then they find LL, and it comes, I need a beat, and that shit popped off in New York crazy. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, here come the Beastie Boys. Mm. So now here comes Def Jam, where I couldn't go before to get no money. Now guess who I gotta go to? It's the same thing we deal with today. I can't go to a black bank and get money to buy a house, so I gotta go and get the crumbs off the table from the white man. Mm. It's the same thing. There's no unity. Mm-hmm. We are disunified as a culture, mm-hmm. and when we become disunified, we don't support each other. We don't take risks mm-hmm. on each other because we don't believe in each other. Mm-hmm. But don't you think that's changing? No. Well, if it is, it's too damn slow. We're in a black-owned radio station right now. I'm sure everybody at this table is working on a business. I think sometimes we don't see our own progress. We might be looking in the wrong direction. We're looking over each other's shoulders over at the bullshit that's happening across the way. Well, we'll come back in five years and hopefully this station will still be here. And hopefully every year their listening fan base is growing. Mm-hmm. That's what we got. We got to. We got to stick to it. We got to. We got to keep it. Mm-hmm. We got to hold it. Why didn't Bob Johnson hold on to BET? You know what I mean? Why? Why? What, what, what are we doing? Like, what are we chasing? We don't understand the big picture. Right. And as a culture, we don't live that sacrificial lifestyle mm-hmm. that our forefathers did. They lived for a better tomorrow. Right. We living for. I'm getting mine today. Right. And that's not the right way to go because then we don't we're not investing in the future. I was just gonna say that we don't today a lot of today's culture don't invest into the future. They don't look ahead, they don't see the five year goal, they don't see what's going on in five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty years, set up, you know, for the next generation of hip hoppers. Mm-hmm. Or people, uh, period. Mm-hmm. I think, think God for people Yeah. And Cole. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. G-Money Uncannies Yes sir J Electronica Yeah right J Electronica Well I'm mad I didn't Joey Badass Joey Still got some guys That's doing it Yeah But we need more people To contribute to that So that way the people Like These and your Your Jada Kisses And your Buster Rhymes See they understood it So when they heard it They heard the part jam They heard it They knew how to keep it Grounded How to keep it And check in tune so what comes first, the conscious rapper or the conscious community that supports them? Because if you have all of these conscious rappers you're, you're, you're laying out, but they don't have that support, they're just going to fade out. Well, I think in hip-hop, and if, it's, if you're talking hip-hop, really? I think one of these brothers said it a little while ago, is when you come and you hungry, I mean, we got it from N.W.A., from the movie, Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're hungry and you waking up every day and you done made that baby and you can't support it and you trying to make rent and you trying to make bills every every week and you come with this music that's from your heart. Mm-hmm. But then the powers that be say, here go this contract, but we got to get rid of this shit. Right. We need the music about the bitches, the hoes, right. and about the drugs and the big chains. Yeah. Can you rhyme about that? Well, now, either I'm going to tear up this contract and stand on my principles exactly. and go back to starving. Exactly. Or I'm going I'm to I'm use my skill to make the music you want. And I can make the music you want in three and a half minutes. Right. Just give me the beat. Let me put the headphones on. And in about 90 seconds, uh, 270 seconds, I'll have a song for you of some bullshit. But you say that, but all you gotta do is put it on the radio and play it all day. I'm telling you, if I let myself listen to the radio, which I don't, I could listen to a song for the first time, hear it, 
tell you, this shit is some bullshit. Uh-huh. But if I hear it enough times, even when the radio ain't on, I find myself humming that. Like I was with the pipe it up. It programs you right. with the redundancy of playing the song, and that's the power of the radio. And because of people like Kathy Hughes and the powers that be on radio, they don't take that power and make it work for us as a people. Hmm. You know, because as you can see, black people set the trends. We set the fashion trends. We set the music trends. Hmm. We set the wave of of things to be. But then they take it and get credit for it. It's right. been that way since the beginning of time. And that's exactly what they're doing now with hip hop. You know what I'm saying? You starting to see uh, now that they they know the formula. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Now they starting to replace. You know what I'm saying? They're starting to put in their Proteges, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what's what's the what's the white chick? Um, Iggy, you know what I'm saying? You giving her an award? She ain't been out two seconds, but she the queen of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. shit. What, what you know what I'm saying? Cat, what about the cat? It sounds like uh, Ghostface. Uh, you talking about um, redhead white brother? The uh, Bronson. Actually, he got he got skills. I you know what I'm saying? saying? He got skills. You know what I mean? And um, so you I wouldn't think, put him in the same category as Iggy. Hell no. No, hell no. I mean, because he came from that same environment. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a hip-hop connoisseur like you guys, but I just feel like maybe... Does he pay the kind of respect that he should to? Yes. See, what you got to understand is in hip-hop... I'm, it's, it's hard to understand this, but if you go overseas, hip hop get real hip-hop get more love. Like, like you bring brand Nubians to town... Maybe a hundred people show up, but you put them in Amsterdam, or you put them in Australia, you or you put them, man, they will sell out arenas. Yeah. That's how they're surviving. Yeah. That's how they're making their money. We don't hold the culture. We don't hold the love. We move with the trend. Yeah. Define, define we. Are you talking about Black Americans, White Americans, All Americans? Well, that's what I was leading to. Is that white people really, really support? Hip hop more so. I remember when I was working with Source Magazine and we did a show with Big Pun out at um, George Washington University. Mm-hmm. It was maybe ten percent black, but the place was packed. Mm-hmm. It was packed, mob deep. It was packed, and it was mostly white folks. You know, when I used to, they used to have that thing in uh, at the Merryweather Pavilion. What was that called? The um, Rock the Bells. Mm-hmm. It was majority white folks. You know, and then when I'm, for me as a DJ, when I go into a party. And I hear the music is good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, let me go up to the booth and pay homage to the DJ. Right. But when I get up there, he's spinning on them controllers, on them CDJs. I get a feeling about that. Okay. Because I'm wondering, okay, it's cool that you're doing that, but can you rock them 1200s? Mm-hmm. And if you can't rock them 1200s, that means to get into this business, you walk before you crawl. Wow. So there's no respect to the craft. Okay. You see what I'm saying? There's no. That's that grinding. I'm one of those DJs that carry 30 crates to the party with two turntables and a mixer. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? And so to this day, when Serato came out, that was the savior because I wouldn't be in the business no more. I wouldn't be DJing no more because I'm never DJing on CDJs and control. Are you a DJ? I don't know how you get down. It's no offense to you. It's no, 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 no. I do believe because... I, I am a controller DJ, but I also have my techniques too. As long as you got that skill, because it takes away the labor. But if you if you come in there and you rocking on that controller and you can't touch them twelve hundreds, money, I don't have no no rap. I ain't got no rap for you. I don't have no rap for you. You see how the energy in the room changed when DJ Rob Lord talking about DJ. <laughs> why, why did you decide to participate in hip hop behind the turntables instead of on the mic? Why did you make that choice? 
Well, first of all, when I was down with a crew called the Homicide Crew, I was about 12 years old, and um, and I just that experience in that park made me fall in love with the, the DJ, and the DJ controlled the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's how it used to be. The DJs would rock the party, and now we've gotten to that place now where the DJ still rocks the party because when it's a concert and you have rappers performing. Excuse me, MCs performing. Okay. There's usually some kind of dat tape or something playing, and the DJ's just fronting like he's doing something, but he ain't really doing that shit. Okay. You know now, there's still places where you can go where it's actually like I think Jazzy J, Jazzy Jeff really gets it in live. Okay. Yeah. So Premier really gets it in live. Okay. And but if you look on the things that I see, like I'm down with this um, site on my Facebook called 1200 Vinyl, and they constantly show DJs doing little sets. And they really paying homage to the culture. They on twelve hundreds. Wow, killing it, white boys with red beards, goatees, bald heads, the the, the goofiest looking dudes you could think, yeah. killing it. But then they also show footage of them in stores like Dusty Grooves in Chicago, or or, or Beat Street Records, and and and, and um. Rock and Soul records have closed in New York, but those they still shop for vinyl. Mm. You know, they still respect the culture. I saw DJ Scratch on on the internet one day, and he was saying how the problem with today is people come with these instruments and in producing, mm-hmm. and they don't have no records. Okay, where they can pull from and be inspired by the records of yesteryear. They're just coming with, so that's why all the music sounds so similar. Yeah, is is that a, a heavy component of hip hop? Is Having the older music as part of your production, could you talk uh, to that a little bit, uh, Jay Watts? Um, like, what's your process? You 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 produce. What's your process? Oh, I ain't seen no records in his crib. I'm just leaving his cat. I know I know how his, I know how his process starts. Okay, it sounds like this. <laughs> Oh, he's snitching on the radio. I mean, hey, look, hey, look. I do it, hey, I do it myself, so, you know what I'm saying? That's, that, that, that's, that's part of my process, too. All right, all right. So after we pass the Herbalite, uh, the, the, I don't know, man. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I, I hear people that sample a lot of stuff. They, um, they produce. Some people don't sample at all. I mean, I think it's just... It's your style, what you, what you want to do. I mean, I don't think there's no What's process. your process like? Mine, personally, I don't do any sampling. I, I do have crates in my parents' house. <laughs> you see how you look at me. Well, I know, I know you felt that you didn't want to. I know you want to. Yeah. I don't have me. I don't have crates. I don't have uh, vinyl, and, and, and but I don't even have CDs. You know? Okay. It's just, it's just time. So yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys that uses plugins and and then the digital stuff. I mean, that's just the. I mean, work smarter not harder. Okay. That's, that's just the way we're on nowadays. I mean, I don't think digital right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. When we talk about music and hip hop, things change. Sure. Um, the thing is, for it to stay relevant, before it to, to arrive, it has to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, uh, the hip hop of yesteryear is not going to be working. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's not in this whole. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Hey, let me just say this. This dude loves music. I know him. 
right. I know him. He loves music. Like, he loves music more than I... I don't love music. I love hip-hop. Okay. And I love R&B, and I love... Rhythmic jazz type music. I love soulful music. This dude, he'll listen to Tchaikovsky. He'll listen to opera. He loves music and he comes from a musical background. So, enough respect. But see, so, so when we talk about this, it's two different perspectives because mine is centered from such such a grassroots raw love of this music mm-hmm. of knowing that it was it was a voice it was a crying voice from our world of undergroundness where there was no presence prior to it and even when hip hop came out we still showed love to James Brown to um, Al Green to Marvin Gaye to the four, to the people that came before us we incorporated their rhythm into our music that's paying homage paying the forward but my mother I used to be in the car with my mother and she used to uh, you know I used to try to get her to listen to KRS One Edutainment and, and I, I, I would tell her you don't remember this WA. Yeah, yeah, I would never do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. She tape up. <laughs> but see, but, but just respecting, just to show her how it's not a change or a shift. Right. It's more like a continuum. Okay. Where the continuum was lost is when the powers that be weren't there no more. Russell Simmons sold Def Jam. Leah Carlin became the head man at, at Def Jam. Mm-hmm. What does that say? Where is his connection to this culture? He's in it for the money. And when the money is the motivation, then I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Just sell the shit. And it looks like if we put this shit like down south, no disrespect to the south, really not. But when you cross that Mason-Dixon line, it's a different culture. Without, without disrespecting them or trying to make them like they're lesser than us, it's just different. It's, that's all I'm going to say. It's different. And because it's different... For me, it's not challenging me consciously when I listen to the music because it's the same stuff. Now, you can have some of that fluff in your album, but don't give me a whole album of that. Give me something else. Okay, so just so I'm clear, you don't want a whole album of party music. You want some, some consciousness, some social commentary. Is that what you're saying? No, because there are MCs out there that I like that are party dudes that don't really... I just want to see some thought content. I don't want to see just the same shit. I, I, I don't want to see. I, I just don't want to hear just the, the same thing. Like somebody where it's so clear that somebody is guiding your music. Okay. Like I heard this dude, and okay. I mean, okay, I, I, I forgot when I on TV on the way. I heard on Candy, right. and from the very first time, first of all, the way that beat came in, I said, "Oh, he really gonna have to touch this beat because this shit is crazy." <laughs> and he went in. <laughs> he went on. Yeah, I listened to this shit like eight times before I, he had like seven songs on this CD that everyone gave me. And when I got to his song, I listened to that shit like eight times riding home in New York, and I listened to it like eight times before I would listen to another song and after like the fourth time I had already called him four times like yo this nigga is bananas then I heard G Money and I was like this nigga has voice this nigga got delivery his realness in his music I said you gotta shop them now there was another dude I ain't gonna say his name because if you ain't got nothing good to say you don't say nothing I I just thought he had skills but he was trying to go where everybody else was going 
He was fitting in with the law. So that's where my ear comes from. And that's where, you know, it comes from a place that's biased. There's no doubt about it. I can't help it. I ain't going to try to throw it away or fight it. It is. He said, I ain't going to change. I already knew that. I mean, I... I Change with the times. Mm-hmm. It's not that he changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the music is still good. Mm-hmm. It's not the music's bad. This is Mr. Biggs. How you doing, Mr. Biggs? <laughs> 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 nah, but um, it's, it's just going to change. You know what I mean? And so, and to, to be an advocate for these younger, uh, the rappers, the can't call them hip hop, you know, the rappers, mm-hmm. a lot of these dudes are nice. Mm-hmm. They do have a lot of what we would call hip hop tracks. I mean, even if you listen to Young Thug's catalog, uh, catalog uh, he's got on radio stuff. But if you listen to his tracks before, all mm-hmm. these like dudes, he's nice. That that he's dude, good. he's nice, but he's mental. Plus, to me, that doesn't matter. What's sitting in your archives and not expressed to the world? Then you're hiding you. But it's it's not hidden. But we're not looking for. Well, when you turn on the radio, you hear that popcorn music. You're like, this dude's whack. I don't even want to hear shit. But if you actually, I well, who is this? Go look him up. And you're like, oh, this dude is nice. This song is whack, but he's nice. Mm. And that's just what it is. And it's it's a lot of that going on. Hey, listen, we want to get some uh, some more opinions on this. You can call us here at the radio station at 301-429-9247. 301-429-9247 and join the conversation. Uh, let's, um, let's, let's move this uh, conversation forward a little bit. All right, so we, we kind of delved into hip-hop versus rap. I think there's a consensus here. Uh, that there's two different things that the rap tends to be something that was taken from the culture for money making purposes and stuff I've heard people talk about the weaponization of hip hop have you guys ever heard of that phrase yeah no that's the first time I've heard yeah first time I've heard of that it's just a fancy term that basically says there the the music industry is putting forth uh, artists and putting money behind artists who are making music that is is uh, detrimental to the young people that listen to it you know, it's pushing the, the the violence and the and the and the, and the unresponsible sexual stuff and the drugs and the whole bit and putting that and making that the face of hip hop. And not only is it is it bad for the kids who listen to it, but it kind of puts a, a a bad impression about how African American people are seen around the world. Mm-hmm. Does that does that make sense? I agree. Um... So then, my question is: since we don't control the industry, to me, the internet. Is the next best option? I think the internet's a better option because it allows 
you to reach everybody. Okay. Any weather. No, it doesn't matter where you are. You can be in East Bubblefuck or you can be in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Like on my website, I have people that tune into me and look at go through my site from India. Go ahead and give your site out. Uh, www.djdchollywood.com. Anything is Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Y'all definitely come in. All right, hey family, let's take this call here. Hey family, uh, just tell us who you are and where you're from. Excuse me? Tell us who you are. Just give us your first name and where you're calling from. You on the air. I'm Gary from Queens. Hey Gary, what's going on, brother? What's going on? I can't hear him. Should we kill him in the headphones? Yeah, I hear my mind. I don't hear my mind. Okay. Go ahead, Gary. What's your question, brother? Um, no, nah, I just uh, was listening to the show, whatever, and um, it's a little bit, you know, I'm friends with Rob, so we have these conversations a lot, and um, um, but just kind of not not a, a specific question, just uh, you know, just wanted to make a comment, but it seems like you guys changed the uh. The um the topic from hip hop versus rapping, you moving on. Well, go ahead, and run it. Run, 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 yeah, run, go ahead, run, man. What's your opinion about that? Go ahead and give it's us your take opinion. on hip hop versus rap. What's your opinion? So, in terms of the difference between hip hop versus rap, and like some of the brothers touched on earlier, you know, hip hop is a culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, like they say, rappers, what you do, hip hop is what you live. Okay. So a lot of times you got rappers out here. And, and, and another thing, all, just because all hip-hop music isn't just rap. There's right. a lot of music that's hip-hop that, that inspires the culture that wasn't rap music. I mean, you look back at the, um, the origins of hip-hop, which is way before rap music. Okay. So all of those, you know, the, the, the original breakbeats that uh, Cats used to rock in the park right, and Bob was talking right. about. Yeah. I mean, that, it was, you know, it was before rap records, so you had a mixture of jazz, you had a mixture, mixture of soul, you know, rock and roll music, think about it, uh, Big Beat. You know what I'm saying? That was straight up rock. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Walk This Way. You know, those are Big Beats that Cats used to, used to rock in the park. Um, Peace to Prano. Techno music, you know, Trans Europe Express. You know, that, wow. I mean, that was, back. so, so that's where a lot of people get it twisted, but then you got a lot of rap music out here that doesn't embody the culture, even though they rapping, mm-hmm. you know. So um, where do you get your hip hop from, Gary? Do you get it from the radio? Do you get it from the internet? Where do you get your hip hop from? Um, definitely not the radio, you know what I'm saying? Um, honestly, yeah, I guess the internet, because I, I listen to, um, you know, I listen to different little internet shows. Um, I follow DJs from different parts of the world. You know, um, one DJ I follow a lot who breaks a lot of artists, you know, all genres, but even hip-hop artists is Giles Peterson in London. Wow. I don't know if any of you brothers listen to him. I, I follow him on SoundCloud. Yeah, that brother's dope. Yeah, so, you know, that's the first, that's, that's how I first got up on Jay Electronica back in 2007 and interviewing Jay, so... You know, it, it's but the radio here in the U.S. I mean, it's garbage and it's sad because even say one more time in New York, garbage. even the New York stations. I mean, everything sounds the same. I travel a lot. Hot 97 sounds like you know Hot 105 in Mississippi somewhere, or mm. or in Arkansas. It's all the same. It's all you know. 
It's all been uh, <laughs> so bullshit. It's all been compromised. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, so just in terms of like the difference, and one thing you know, Rob was touching on. Uh, me and me and Rob had these conversations uh, many times. So you know, we, we lost control of the culture of hip hop um, early on. Uh, based on, you know, the, the black folks who are in the positions to um, to kind of take control. Mm-hmm. You know, they were seeking validation from their white counterparts. Right. And they let it slip through their fingers. So the Barry Gardens, the Clarence Avons, the Frankie Crockers, all them dudes, they, you know, they snubbed their nose with hip hop and they didn't believe in the culture. So the Tommy Silverman slipped in and you know, the only, the, I would say the only older um, black folks who kind of gravitate towards it was, uh, you know, Sylvia Robinson and her husband and Bobby Robinson, that Sugar Hill Records and Enjoy Records. And um, the sad part about it, you know, they were, you know, they were, they were Come you know, worse deals than uh, some of the, the Jews and the Italians. So mm-hmm. that's how we lost it. The Jews got in and they've controlled it ever since. And I'm talking about since probably mid-80s, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. So, okay. But yeah, it, it, it's definitely different than people, you know, and it's a culture, and it's not just about the music, it's about just embodying the culture, how you dress, how you carry yourself, mm-hmm. um, kind of experiences, and, and uh, you know, being a, a older, older man now and kind of pining for the days of, of hip-hop, you know, it's... it's it's kind of, it puts you in a funny position because, you know, the, the conditions that created hip-hop mm-hmm. will never be again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the, the condition that New York City was in that, that burst the culture, like, some days are never coming back. So, you know, really? kind of... You really believe that, Gary? You don't think that things... not coming back. Gary, you don't think that... Huh? Do you think that culture flows in cycles? Well, I mean, it, it can flow in a cycle, but those the specific conditions, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I don't know how old you guys are, and Rob can speak to us, but New York back in the 70s was such a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I don't know if that, if that, if that time is going to be duplicated, so in terms of expecting these young kids to embody the hip-hop like we see it, without them having exposure to the, that, those times and conditions. And, you know, it was, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So, you know. I wonder. I, I mean, struggle with this because I got to kind of get over myself like, yo, this is what it is. And, right. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But it is. Well, you agree with me, Rob? Like, in terms of, like, how I was back in the day, back in New York, I mean, it was... Well, back in the 70s, first of all, you know, the, the, the Bronx was the boogie burnt down Bronx. And so I think we're going back to that. But um, I, I dig what you, I, I hear it from, from both perspectives where um, things come in full circle. But I also understand, I don't think it could ever go specifically back to that condition of where it was at the onset of hip hop. Um, Define that condition for me because with the advent of the smartphones and the filming of police brutality, the prison industrial complex, I mean, are you sure? Well, first of all, the opportunity wasn't as pervasive as it is today. 
the opportunity, the different ways in which to have to be exposed to be able to earn a living. Okay, was was a lot different. Um, and and it was a state of third world poverty. Yeah, in okay. New York City. I mean, it was it, like, then it was the division of the poor and the rich. The middle class wasn't really emerging to the level that it is in now. In New York City, you're saying? Well, that's only I could speak to because right. that's all, that's the only place I was. Okay. And we had no internet and we had no, so I'm just going by right. New York City and then sometimes we get footage of what was going on in LA and some yeah. of the other major cities. Yeah. But it just seemed like for us, and when I say us, you know, in New York, when you, whether you black or you Puerto Rican, it's like the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some of my best friends and the, the people that I, I, I grew up with are Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. So um, I just don't, I don't see how we could go back to that condition of um, that level of poverty, that level of struggle. Not to say there isn't struggle, but there's, there's such heightened social reform and opportunity and ways to get from out of that. That I don't think that, and that condition, the hip hop rooted from that condition mm-hmm. so can we go right back to that level I don't I don't I don't see that either I have to agree with Gary on that I mean we don't want to go back right really is, you know right. it was a combination of po- poverty and, and lack of access mm-hmm. yeah even nowadays in areas where uh, impoverished areas people still have way more access than they had back then but we don't what we don't have to do is act like it never existed Malcolm X said if you condemn the past Mm -hmm. it has a habit of repeating itself so I think that even though we're not going to go back to that and we don't want to go back to that I still think that we can't try to act like it never happened Mm-hmm. We have to show that this is where we come from. So when, hey, huh. when huh, and so that's why when when Macklemore does a record with Melly Mel and Big Daddy Kane, and then there's another record with I think Ghostface Killer and somebody else. To me, that's paying homage. So I hear a lot of hate about that and around that. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to Macklemore, when he won that Grammy, and I think that's when I really stopped messing with the Grammys because I just didn't understand how they commercialized. But sometimes. You gotta take two or three steps backwards mm-hmm. to get yourself out there to be able to make your voice and take those five, six steps forward. And I love how he went back and got some of the true pioneers of hip hop to do music. Mm-hmm. I really like how he did that. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that. Like, you, you think Migos is gonna do that? Or Rich Homie Kwan or Future? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you, you won't see them do that. Yeah, no respect. You no know, respect. respect. No love. Man, listen, when you have that opportunity, when you have that platform, you have a voice. You can do whatever you want to do. It's more easier for you to reach out to them when you're up there like that. Yeah. But the thing about it, the problem, the problem I see is we don't embrace the change of music. And that's the problem. I mean, when the change leaves out the past, though, that's a problem. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying is the younger generation is going to have a new sound. They're going to have a new sound, period. Mm-hmm. Things are constantly going to change. So instead of instead of us sitting back and, 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 and saying, oh, this shit is whack, I don't want to embrace it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, the reason that this shit that we hear is black is because we're not embracing the change of these young folks, so they have to go to who is embracing is these people that's got the money and they're going to put it behind the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Popcorn rap, you know, that we, that we call it. But if, mm-hmm. we, if we embrace these young guys, maybe they can put out more of what they want to because, like I said, these guys, some of these guys are nice, but you won't hear it because they won't put the stuff out. 
But you as a DJ, you have a voice. You can DJ how you have a voice. You know what I'm saying? Put something together. We play only their, 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 the stuff that's not her. You say my name again, we fight you. You know what I'm saying? DJ DC. No, you said you said the real name. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No government names. <laughs> no government names. It's like it, things are gonna change. So we instead of these young these young kids that that they that still come from the hood, that really don't have nothing. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean? they're trying to get themselves out there. I mean, what do you tell the kid that's 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 talking about his struggle, but then he go to the radio station, I mean, to the to the label, they like we don't hear that shit. Yeah, they they lack they they lack creative control. Yeah, they don't have. And when they hit that corporate, that corporate. Well, see, that's platform. that's the whole point I was trying to bring up. Hey, hey Gary, you have anything else to say, man? Or um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you guys talk, man. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to uh, to uh, you know get a little something off my chest. But can can, can he stay on the phone? Can you yeah, stay on the channel? Because he gonna have something else to yeah. say. Yeah. So this this is the thing. Why are we still why are we still going to the corporate master to get our music out when the internet is the ultimate distribution channel? You got the internet yeah. and you got social media. Well, I think so why the hell do we need the label? We don't, and that's what I think we've seen with uh, cats like uh, Yo Gotti. You know, what I'm saying underground cats that is making. Millions of dollars who are not mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's there. That's where we at now. We can we had a, a a crossing where we can actually get our hold back onto the culture mm-hmm. and eliminate the parasite. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's where we have to come from. But it's going to take discipline because you have to have the discipline to resist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The offers that you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you know Paramount or one of these big corporate corporations want you, mm-hmm. you know, and you know that you can make more money, you can actually sell your records and get ninety percent profit from the sales, as opposed to that ten percent or that five percent that the corporation getting right. you, and you won't have to rely on just doing shows and stuff like this to get mm-hmm. your money. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you can actually own your own your music and and and, and reap the benefits from that. As opposed to giving it to, to and not having to give a cut to nobody else. That's all your exactly. all your money. Because back in the day, when the label signed you, they took the money from your record sales. Mm-hmm. Your show money was your money. Mm-hmm. Now, because record sales ain't like that no more, mm-hmm. they taking some of that show money in the yeah. name of, well, you on our label, and if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't be as known as you are. Mm-hmm. So that's where social media comes in mm-hmm. and says, I'm going to do this by myself mm-hmm. without the label, and I don't need your deal. I mean, I just think that you really like... The most one of the most profound things in Straight Outta Compton is when Ice Cube said, "I'm not signing that." Yeah. There was seventy five thousand dollars sat right in front of him, like it was in front of everybody else, and he walked away from it. Yeah. Why? Because he believed in his product, mm-hmm. and his product was him, and he turned himself into a brand. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then later on, they all figured that they should have did what Ice Cube did, yeah. mm. and so that's where I'm saying to people now is if you are being forced to make a music. That is not who you are Mm -hmm. Then you're selling yourself out Mm -hmm. So instead Respect the grind That you're going to have to go through Believe in yourself Mm -hmm. And walk that walk So when you do get there You get there And you'll be topped off Mm -hmm. Jay-Z and Dame Dash Gosh They doors shut And they face everywhere they went Mm -hmm. It ain't good enough And they shopped it themselves And then everybody come one day they took a record, right, Gary, the Hot 97. He played the joint on the radio, and it banged out. Mm-hmm. 
So now everybody knocking on their doors and they took Def Jam and they gave them a 25% distribution deal. That don't mean you own us. That don't mean you run us. We run this. Mm -hmm. We just let you distribute our music. Mm -hmm. And that's power. Mm -hmm. That's power. Now to this day, Jay-Z owns all his masters. That's the that's the majority of his wealth. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. See, that's smart business. So when 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 Q-Tip said industry rule number 3080, this record industry is shady, right. he's saying learn the business. Mm -hmm. Like anything else, we could come up with a great idea to open a store, but if we don't have a business plan to do that, mm -hmm. then we're going to be, we could be guided and misled in any direction. And we're, we're making money, but we ain't seeing no money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most artists don't make no dough on their first record from a label. Wouldn't it be beautiful if ownership became as important to hip hop as the lyricism and the fashion and the whole the, the other pieces? Wouldn't that be beautiful if ownership of your product of your of your creation became a, a principle in hip hop? Mm -hmm. That should be the goal. Yeah, mm -hmm. that should be the goal. It's your music you created, it. Mm -hmm. and then you can have you know you have better longevity when you control stuff, control visuals, and and every time there's a commercial or an advertisement and they playing your song, you're getting a check. Exactly. You're getting a check. And when you die, your kids is getting a check. Mm -hmm. That's how that's 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 what the wealthy do. Right. You know what I mean? They don't think about just today. And that's why Ice Cube, that's why I love him, because he wasn't thinking about what this seventy five thousand could do today. Okay, after you know, I catch up with my bills and put some money in the bank and maybe buy a car and catch up with my child support. What is that? How much is left for seventy five thousand? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? But Ice Cube was like, nah, we nice. Right. I'm nice. I wrote Easy E album for the most part. I did most of the NWA album. I got skills, so I'll take my skill elsewhere. Cause that seventy five thousand ain't shit to me. Mm -hmm. And that's the power that you have is your belief in your own vision. Right. Right. Yeah. And nobody should be able to take that away from you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey Gary. What up? You remember that time you told me that y'all took that um that that dude um, from New York had a demo album and you took it to um I think it was Nash or somebody else who really really believed in it and they took it to Sony and Sony said we ain't signing no acts from New York. Yeah, yeah, they had, it was a time, and I don't know if it's still on, but I know it was a time in the uh, late 2000s or whatever where they wasn't signing New York actors at all, and, it was, and that was pretty much a mandate from the labels, because they was, you know, cashing in on the, the trap, you know, trap rap crap that's out now, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> You know, it wasn't about Trap. skills, it was about listen, you know, we gonna, because I mean, what they do is, you know, to make money in any type of entertainment, sadly, is to cater to the lowest common denominator, and that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? Because they know the average person is gonna just listen, they listen, listen to the radio, mm -hmm. and if it's a little catchy, even if they don't really like it at first, mm -hmm. they're gonna gravitate towards it. That's where they have they're catering to. Exactly playing. That's one of the problems, but that's human nature. And I don't know how you get past that. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a, a large segment of the population that's not really going to think about it. You know what I'm saying? They're just gonna, they're just gonna ingest and regurgitate what's, what's pushed on them. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, so, I think, you know, so that, and that's the, so, you know, these record labels, they wanna make money, and these movie companies, so they, they're gonna take the path of least resistance. And cater to that lowest common denominator. So, well, so I don't. But and that's not going to change. 
people. Well, well, I think I think they don't. People don't have a choice. They only have what what's what's on the radio right now, and that's being well, produced. You well, have a choice because you don't have to listen to the radio, especially with the internet. Yeah, but we don't have a, a platform where you can hear. You know, what I'm saying these all these local artists who are not being heard. Now, you know, what I'm saying. You know, all you got well, is Walmart. Uncanny, uncanny, isn't that an opportunity for somebody Absolutely. to step in that space? Absolutely, and I think that's that's what that's what need to happen. You know, what I'm saying you have, mm-hmm. you know, you know, right now it's Walmart. You know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but you know, what I mean, you got the Aldi over here. If they can go to Aldi's, then mm-hmm. they stop shopping at Walmart. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I think so. The things that so what you're saying is the things that we see as problems are really opportunities. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just organization. Right, because here at this radio station, WBWBGRSports.com, uh, they broadcast local sports in Maryland, right? And uh, they have they build relationships and they leverage those relationships, and then they put this on the internet so anybody around the world can can peep in and they can see the next LeBron LeBron James, for example. So when we have people in Atlanta, for example, who are up and coming. It ain't nothing to do some recording and throw it up on a website and so and then cover that local market. When we have people in, you know, some other for some other place that isn't known for hip hop. You know what I mean? That's just an opportunity for us. I think that the thing with African American people is that we haven't come to the realization that this isn't a melting pot in America. This is white male dominant. Yeah. With the with the uh, with the uh, you know the immigrant come on everybody oh, cover no that's not and so once we come to that realization that's when the you know we got the Chinatowns we got the Greek towns that's when the the black towns will start to pop up yeah and they're starting to do that All if right. it wasn't we wouldn't even be having this conversation All right. what this brother's doing right here with this radio station that's the answer right. it's not necessarily marching in the street. You know what I mean? Because if it was, the white kids that would be watching with us would be marching in the neighborhoods where, the, where those white cops are coming killing us. Yeah. I think that the answer is building. Yeah. You know, exactly. and so every time we see empty space, sometimes if we see it, that means we're supposed to step in there and do something about it. True that. You know yeah. what I mean? Can yeah. I say this? Is hip hop therapy? Yes. Absolutely. Most definitely. Is that a true statement? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Can, you, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, and the reason why I say it is because when we had the negative Im- the negative uh, lyricism and the images in hip hop I think it's, it's it's a greater wrong if you're just talking about you know just dancing and everything that's cool but once you start defining yourself as a nigga once you start defining yourself as a bitch or a hoe that's the opposite of therapy yeah. And I think that's where the weaponization of hip-hop comes into play. Not only are you screwing up the young people, the young black people who are listening to it, but then you're giving the black and the browns. My son is about to go to Japan. I wonder what kind of image that they're going to have of black people from listening to hip-hop. Yeah. If hip-hop is therapy, then we should be kicking them other them other messages. Cause well, I think that in hip-hop, when you talk about the word nigga, I think that that's one of those concepts that should be within a certain community. I don't think it should be exploited to the masters and it's being misused and so it's, it's also being misperceived. Okay. Yaddy is my nigga. Okay? Right. And we understand that term. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so 
with me with me saying he's my nigga, I know G Money is, is Ellen's nigga. Right. You understand? Uncanny. Because just in before even meeting them, right. just because of the intimate relations that they have together. Sure. So it's almost like a fraternal thing sure. of understanding between us. But when you let other people outside of that of that box get in then it has time for it to be corrupted and so I understand the sensitivity of the word because of where it's rooted Mm-hmm. And but without getting deep into that, I just want to say I do think hip hop is therapy okay. because and again hip hop. Right. There's times where I could get into my own problems and deepen the thought and feel and I can get in my car and just drive and throw on boot camp click, mm-hmm. throw on you know what I'm saying, just throw on some Wu Tang, right. throw on Red Man and just kinda zone out in that music mm-hmm. to kinda level myself off from whatever it is I was going through in that moment Mm -hmm. and I think that's what hip hop does for me because I love it Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and so but I I don't I can't do that listening to these dudes nowadays I I just I just can't do it not to the not to the radio stuff right you understand what I'm saying I, I can't get that that therapeutic um, engagement from the music mm-hmm. and I don't know about anybody else in here but that's what it, it doesn't do that for me hey, can I just, uh, just to kind of circle back real quick on the um, where I was talking about the word nigga I mean you know there's a lot of controversy about you know banning the word and word, all words are about intent mm-hmm. they're about intent so an intent matters more than the actual word for instance Rob is my nigga, right? And Rob would say, Gary, my nigga. But if a white person come up and call me boy, right, yeah, with the intention of trying to demean me, then that's worse than being called a nigga. Right, right. But nobody's talking about banning the word boy. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's it's spirit that's, that's the, the word that's been used to subjugate black men as long as nigga has. And now right. you see a lot because of the intent, right. not the word. Them damn hats the say boy across and the people rule the, you know, you know, people who focus on the real problem is the intention behind it, mm-hmm. not the word. The word is a word, right. mm-hmm. but it's the intention. Okay. I don't know if everybody agrees with me, yeah, but I agree. I agree 100%. I got to So, and, and, and it is used, you know, it can be used in the wrong way, even amongst black people, you know, together but we got to focus on the intent behind these words as opposed to just the word because you get caught up in just the word and you miss the real point right go ahead jay watts you had something to say um i was about to uh, <coughs> i was about to say but um no music is where can we find uh, G Money and Uncanny's music on the web? Um, G Money. Uh, follow me on uh, SoundCloud, which is G Money DMV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, G Money DMV. Facebook, G Money DMV. Twitter. And it has links everywhere on all of those social uh, networks. And, uh, grab those just like that. I'm actually putting an EP out in the summertime, which will be on iTunes. Easily go ahead and shop it off of iTunes real soon. YouTube, type it in, not all the videos on there. Hopefully everywhere real soon. Mm-hmm. Real soon. 
anybody, anybody ever? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Jay Watts. No, I was gonna. Um, I remember what I was gonna say earlier, and shout out to the host at, at John. So, um, but um, I know you said something about, uh, about your son going to Japan. Right. The funny thing is, I mean, as you know, I actually lived in Japan for a couple of years. Right. And um, I had to deal with that directly. Deal with what directly? The uh, the image of what stereotype? Yeah, or the stereotype of what hip hop is and, uh, and what black people are. Um, because uh, is that what creates the image of black people? Uh, primarily in your travels, is it is it primarily hip hop? Is it the news or? I mean, you know, it's crazy. Like I would go to the club uh, in Japan, and, and uh, <laughs> it's so funny to see guys in there. And they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But they dressed them. They have like red bandanas. They got blue bandanas. And they just and they're they're sitting there and they're all together. Right. Group. They don't they don't know what they're doing. And they're over there like, dude, this guy he got a red bandana, but he's still crip walking. You know, they think <laughs> they don't. And it's like, okay, it's cool. Y'all, y'all do your thing. But I know one time I had gone out of that area uh, uh, to a city where you know a lot of it wasn't really a tourist spot. Mm-hmm. And, me and a couple of friends were walking around to, the, to their guys. hood. Yeah, and these guys walk. These walk, guys walk to them. Oh, you hip hop. That's what they said. Wow. All night. The culture is gravitating, man. That's all they call it. It's very gravitating these guys around the world. Around. And in Japan, they have what's called X bars. You know, with uh, GIs and Americans, they can't go in. You know, really? They don't want to send it. But wow. they took us into all these spots with them. Wow. Oh, hip hop, and, and it's funny. They, they hung out with us all night, but they, they had, like, their pants sagging low. And Are you serious? They see them because uh-huh. they were dressed. It looked like, you know, these young guys here. But right. It's, it's like, uh, I mean, it's cool to see, to see that our culture is, is, is expressed around the world, but mm-hmm. to be expressed like that, I don't know if it's so cool. Did you take offense to it? I didn't take offense because I, how can I take offense to what they because where they were coming from was the intent that you got. Yeah, I mean, they're not impervious to the culture. I mean, it's going to it's gonna have an impact on them. And they don't know the spirit behind it. They're not part of the Crips or the Blubs, I would guess. But they see it. And when they see it, and because they identify it, it looks fun, it looks exciting. Mm-hmm. I think they it encaptivates them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what hip-hop does. And it's power. Yeah. It's, that's the power of it. But what happens is we didn't keep control of it. You know what I mean? So that we could be, it's, I mean, it's, it's, nothing is changing. I, like, when I was young, I thought Elvis started rock and roll. I didn't know about Chubby Checker and Chuck Berry and, and those other greats. I thought it was Buddy Holly and the Beatles and Elvis Presley. But later on, I found out through education that hip-hop, I mean, that rock and roll was started by the brothers. Right, right. But they took it. And so now you got to think about it. Will my children's children think Eminem started hip-hop? Exactly. Wow. That's, that's where it's heading. Wow. That's where it's heading. Now you're you know what I'm saying? That's the problem. <laughs> so now not only are you saying we have to gain control of the culture, but we also got, got gain control of the history. Exactly. The They're history. destroying our culture. They're taking away our history. You know what I'm saying? And he who controls the printing press controls the minds of the masses. Now, you, you know, know the new saying? printing now press is the internet, right? It's exactly. social media. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm just wondering if that is something that we need to be or concerned with. <laughs> really? well, or is it? You know, they, they, they make threats, you know, saying that the government's going to shut the internet down. But, I mean, that's that's highly unlikely because everything is everything is migrated and melded into it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean... Let's, let's, let's get deeper into this cultural aspect. 
Um, hip hop, would you guys say is a, a male dominated medium? Is that true to say? Because I want to nah, get into the women of hip hop. Nah, you know, you don't think so? Back then, you had uh, I think it is female artists. I think it's male dominated. Unjustly so. You know, but I think it is. I think it is male dominated. Um, I mean, clearly, it is, especially now. I mean, we don't have any more. Who's the new Lauren Hill? We all know who the new Little Kim is. But besides that, who's the new Lauren Hill? Whoa, 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 whoa! So Nikki isn't the new Little Kim. Yeah, that's what I said. We all know. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, the Lil' Kim was the new, um, what was her name? Um, Millie Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, that, that, but where's the new Foxy Brown? You know, where's the new MC Light? Where's the new Queen Latifah? All right. You know, where's the new Afro Puff? What's her name? Uh, I corrected. Uh, Lady Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, where, where, where's, where, 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 who's, who's, they who's might carrying be their torches? There. They might be out there. They just not might not be signed. Yeah, they might be on a Facebook page someplace. Or... I just heard a, a girl on the way out here in Edwin's car and J- James's car, um, and she sounded like the girl from Diggable Planets. Are you serious? Yeah, and I'm like, see, this is what we need. This is, you know, I'm listening. I said, hold on, we want that because you know I got into it. Like, and and so, hey, where are you from? I'm not stuck on that New York thing because I this you know Scarface is one of my favorite. Ice Cube's in my top ten. You understand what I'm saying? Um, so I, 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 Goody Mob, MJG, and Eight Ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love them dudes. Too short. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I got love for them. But so it's not a New York thing. But I just need to be able to like like Hollywood said. First, I need that beat. Right. I need that beat. Now I understand everything don't have a beat because sometimes the beat takes over and you miss the expression. Sure. But for the most part, as a DJ, I need that beat. And then once that beat comes, I need to hear the the, the, the MC match that beat and meet that beat where it's at. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, now you're flowing. Now my head is knocking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I look for. That head knock in, in hip hop. In the in the world of hip hop, we would agree that it's mostly males who are the dominant MCs. Is that same thing true when it comes to DJs and producers? I think you can answer that. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 where in this world does not male dominate? I mean, that's just the culture of the world today. So hip hop isn't—it isn't an exclusive thing in hip hop. I mean, every aspect of entertainment, government. So you were saying you know, rock and roll is male dominated, huh? Yeah, I, I was thinking rock and roll. I was thinking jazz. But when you think about it, most of the artists are probably male. Is this male? It's male. It's male dominated. So hip hop is not different. And even if you have some female artists mm-hmm. who are out there, a lot of times who's who's controlling the money? Mm-hmm. Now who's making the decision? Mm-hmm. You know who who has the equity? I mean, that's where real power comes from. Is not the person who's out front or. What the public sees is about, you know, who controls the, the equity, who, who controls the bank. So it's male-dominated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and that's just the world period. So, you know, hip-hop is too. We shouldn't beat ourselves up about it because that's just the way the world right now. Interesting. You make a good point. Yeah, I can't argue that, actually. I can't argue. I just wonder why. I mean, because women love hip-hop as much as anybody else. And uh, well, uh, it just seems like yeah, women, women love shopping, but who who owns who owns the uh, the the, um, the clothing labels or the fashion line? The husband's wife. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> That's funny. 
That's funny. I'm not saying it's right, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're, so we're no different than everybody else in terms of it being male-dominated. Mm-hmm. So... We, we, we're, we were initially discussing the idea of hip-hop versus rap. We talked about how rap is a component of hip-hop that has been taken out and exploited. Um, we talked about uh, um, other cultural, I'm not going to say cultural bandits, because I, I listened to a lot of uh, Dame Dash interviews. He talked about a lot of people. That kind of goes into the exploitation of, of rap. Uh, we talked um, some old school stories about the origins. DJ Rob Lowe kind of shared with that. Um, can we look toward the future of hip hop? Uh, uh, can I say something about that? Sure, sure. For me, I would like to see an MC that comes out that wants to be um, an artist. I'd like to see that MC be able to step into a cipher and just hold his own in a cipher. You understand what I'm saying? With the beat, right? With or without. You are MC. Yeah. Okay. Okay? I need you to step in that cipher. See, there's, there's, there's certain things that you should have to go through. Okay. To get to a certain level. I write a passage kind of thing. Yes, indeed. I mean, it's like that. I mean, you can't be a doctor until you go through medical school and undergrad study. Mm, okay. You understand what I'm saying? You can't get in that boardroom until you got an MBA or you have some kind of provability that you earn that spot. Okay. Too many times now, if you could take a nice eight by ten glossy picture and whatever shit you're saying is is believable to to masses of people, mm. you got a deal. Uh, and you ain't go through nothing. Right. So I think that there should be, and that's why you need people that come from that to be at the at the board, at the, at the, at the chairman of the board for this music. Mm-hmm. We need a group of people that come from that that element to say this is this is this is where you have to go. This is the steps you got to go through to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And we have no control over that. We don't. Really we have, have control that. over it on a on a smaller level. The people nah, who ran, they, they, who ran they up in us, our neighborhood. They let us think that, huh? I feel that they let us think that. They give Explain. us a little bit. They give us a little bit of control, just to make them. Just they give us a little bit of control, just so we can think that we have some type of control. When in all actuality, they controlling us to to begin with. They give they giving us a little bit, but they're holding a lot. Just for show, yeah. I agree. You know that 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 kind of um. I mean, is it better? Is it better to make fifty grand and be your own man, or, or make three hundred and be a corporate slave? Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that fifty grand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but that to me, that's just how it is. Like where we are right now. Right. He on black home station. You know, he has complete. Exactly. Exactly. Speaking of the future of hip hop, you know. Injustice, not to say we have two great artists here in the room. You right. And we got G Money right next to me. So you can tell this dude's in uh in management and, and right. So by the way, yeah too. Let's not forget the purpose. Let's do that. Say, man, because you know it'd be it'd be injustice not to. 
Can we get a cipher going here with G Money and Uncanny? Is that I'm about possible? to say? Because you definitely ain't gonna, not gonna get it from me. A, a, bounce, a, a back and forth? Is that possible? <laughs> you might get a penny, penny. Yeah, I mean he can spit. Uh, you know. Go ahead, I mean, man. Have the spirit move you, G Money. Yeah, go ahead. I bully rappers on the track like bullies do in middle school. Sleeping fools, lyrically killing brothers that ridicule pew. Depression fueled. These brothers lying. They telling stories. I father day styles. They lying. Just ask Maury. I don't make mistakes, I put it down when I'm in the booth I think about it, write it down, and spaz out cause I'm the truth One session is all I need to make it right Just turn me up so I can go off the grid I'm out of sight, they got me going off A little crazy, maybe psychotic Common sense and logic, says you can't mess with me Slam like Onyx, I'll be smoking chronic Wrapped in vanilla paper, inhale the grapes. Brothers claim they graded, but they get schooled like an English paper. The sharpshooter of sharpshooters, quick as computers, computing mathematical equations while high off the Buddha. Cool with shooters that will let it off with your medulla, but won't hesitate to get it done. Shout out to my shooters. G Money Chain, BNT. I'll be smoking pack on the regular. Bar spitter, rap slayer, illness in this area. Most underrated, homie. Happy you made it. When I lay my lyrics down, rappers feel depreciated. Still haven't made it. In fact, I'm still grinding for my slot. Don't make a bunch of excuses. Ain't no pleas, I'm out the cop. Put my time in. Stand behind my bars. I really lit this ish. And I don't want no handouts, so y'all don't gotta give me ish. Cause I'ma take it like I'm taking food from your plate or your girl from under your arm. I hit it and then I skate. I keep it a hundred. You 50 brothers is fate. The game I'm about to run it. You brothers is dead weight. Funny how the loudest brothers know me bitch me. Without bullshit, homie, no switchblade. The combo's not about a dollar, it makes no sense. You messing with my old joint, that's past tense. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. You see, now there's a couple of times where if I was listening to that in my car, I'd have rewound like, wow, what did he right, just say? Right, right. You hear the, you hear some of the, the, the metaphors in there, you hear some of the homage, you talk about Onyx. Yep. You know what I mean? So, wordplay. That's what I'm saying. And it's something Double like, entendre. that ain't nothing he wrote in two minutes. You know what I'm saying? That was time for it, it was thought provoking. Mm-hmm. And that that's hip hop to me. That that's That's what I'm saying. So, you put that with a nice beat. And to me, you got a good song. Right. I put it on my mixtape. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, Uncanny. Uncanny. Give, give him a, give him Pay attention, gang. This is uh, a <laughs> gotcha. shady T-Rex. Uh, there he goes. There he goes again. Right. That's that marketing <laughs> dude, man. <laughs> Did you go to one school of business, man? He might have said, brought to you by Jamie and T. <laughs> Got you. Gaze up and see God's face. Way out beyond dark space. Check the mirror, I'm God's trace. Perfect identical copy of melanin down. Blackness that God race. Melanin music playing a salon in the sky with me. Yeah, God's pacing. I'm synthesizing that God basin while y'all wait. Shit. London bridges is tumbling down on the globe. Burning the old, bringing the new. But most of you won't be surviving the pole. Shift to a high altitude, climbing higher than ever, but I'm in control. So high, I'm flagging down Martians. Only the fine tooth and calm and pyramids gold. Awesome shit. And I'm climbing the heights that was never thought to hit through spoken words over beats and kicks that proceed to spit film through speakers, Vincent Lee, the shit smoking, breathing, lift, Poetic level beyond flame, read the script, understand I'm a seasoned vip that elevated his mind from a nigga while you bow to the vicar and flatline shit, react time as a transform, spacecraft fall down and hover over the skies, playing tricks on your mind, a 1200 hour bank left in the corners without slowing down, unexplainable mischief, I'm the same on the track when I go black and spin a lyrical hurricane, so strange that the page engaged to run away in resistance, gaze up and see God's face, way out beyond dark space. 
face. Check the mirror, I'm God's trace. Perfect identical copy and melanin down. Blackness that God race. Melanin music, planets align in the sky. With me at God's pace and I'm synthesizing that God base. Uh, I'm an enigma for real. Fragmented thoughts are encrypted inside of my mind. But I'm still discovering skills. Pushing myself to a precipice. Nearing divine optimization here. Walking alone on this planet of stone. Staring at space at the darkness. Watching the stars move about. But they say we're alone. Huh. But I say that they're wrong. Move quick while the bullshit hits the fan. It's in another tidal wave to the shoreline. To swallow up the unaware and defenseless. Out of control when I'm in my zone. Parallel shifts lines to enact the brain. The sin adrenaline waves till I see green and bust jeans. You know the rest. It's amazing. I'm a king going to spawn. Seven pills out of the matrix homes. Straight to the bottom of the rabbit hole. But then I dug some more to find ancient bones. That came alive and sang ancient songs. By an ancient people from an ancient home. And then I'm a direct descendant with the gift to bring music. That'll resurrect the kindred up. But not yet ascended. Master Renault's on his physical plane, lining up all of my chakras, monoatomic euphirium cold on my brain. Feel like I'm running off rocket fuel, but my psyche belt says I'm clinically insane. To me, I feel better than ever while I stand here watching the storm form with two hurricanes and I gaze up and see God's face way out beyond dark space. Check the air, but I'm God's Go ahead, go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You ain't spitting that. Go ahead, say it. Go ahead. This has been brought to you by TNT. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Can we get one more? A lyrical hurricane, huh? That was crazy. I like that. Crazy. Yo, Evan, send some of that Tchaikovsky shit. Oh, man. I was about to spit some opera. Shout out to my cousin Chris Styles. You know, one of the nicest MCs I, I've ever um, heard. Some shit. It's unfortunate he never got his deal. But shout out to him, too, Chris Styles. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful, beautiful. So, how many success stories are there? Why, why G Money get ready to spit one more, one more verse? How many success stories are there in hip hop where people just took their music straight to the consumer, didn't touch the label, just went straight to the consumer? I think Master P. Okay, you know, so that's P. the pre-internet days, then, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about is it Soldier Boy? Is he the guy that did the MySpace thing? Is uh, I'm not talking about his content. I'm just talking about the business. Yeah, the YouTube thing. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, uh, but the dude did something. He started. I mean, he started that. I mean, yeah, he's the one that blew it up as far as like marking yourself on on YouTube. Uh huh. And he, and he did without a label, correct? Right, without a label, straight to the consumer. Yeah. Okay. Well, Master P was our first priority, wasn't he? Hmm. Gary, you there? Gary, gone. Okay. Gary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Master P our first priority? <laughs> nah. Well, he was independent. Yeah. He had a he had a priority just to just distribute his work. Oh, so he did the same thing Jay did. Yeah. I mean, he probably did it on more of a larger level than Jay because it was really no middleman. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay and him, Rockefeller had Def Jam and then Def Jam up to Universal. But yeah. Master P, I mean, he was independent, making money out the trunk of his car, you know, the whole story. And he went to the priority and got a, a straight up distribution deal. So that's why he was able to accumulate so much money in such a short time because he was getting a, a much bigger cut. And, you know, doing a lot of other dudes, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, so, you know, he's on hook to PayPal and videos, and 
you know, when you, when you take that stance, then mm-hmm. you got to have the money to, you know, pay your staff and the videos and the marketing and all that, too, you know, so. Right. I mean, but Gary, you would agree that there's a lower barrier of entry nowadays with the smartphones and, oh, yeah, and the computers and the websites. I mean, yeah, you don't need thousands of dollars just to create a video anymore. Yeah, no, it's definitely, um, you know, and that's, the, that's kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, it's easier, it's easier access to get in, but there are no gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a lot of whack stuff out here, out here too. Right. So nobody to kind of, you know, there's a double-edged sword. You but know, on the independent tip, if you take too the, much stuff out here, if you take the record labels out of it and you're just going direct to consumer, the whack stuff doesn't rise to the top, does it? Oh yeah. Oh yes, it does. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. Does, you know, it, it, I mean, you know, like I was saying before, in terms of, you know, the um, the the. The habits of the lowest common denominator. I mean, they like to wax stuff. So, so you're saying the masses, of the, the masses of the people like wax stuff. They don't like the. Or are you saying masses of the people are just whack themselves? <laughs> well, you know, listen. I think the masses of the people. The, you know, old time going back to the rock to speak about this. You know, the '85, the dumb, deaf, and blind. Mm-hmm. I mean, the masses mm-hmm. of the people. Honestly, it's dumb, deaf, and blind, so they don't accept anything. They'll listen to anything, they'll watch anything, they'll regurgitate anything, they'll eat anything, and they don't, and, and, and a part of their process, and processing things isn't really to think about it, it's just to do it. Hmm. And, that's what, and that's what these marketing companies, I mean, that's part of their, that's part of their process, like, we need to hit them, that's where you make the money at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, so that's 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 the form of, of dumbed down hip hop, and that's everybody. That's just not you know, that's not black folks or hip hop fans. That's that's everybody. Yeah. You see, let me say this: the the, the people, the problem with, with the underground hip hop, the the hip hop that that we're talking about that we can relate to, you know, the people like Uncanny, like G Money, you know, the people that are going to listen to them, they're not going to the internet to buy it. They're not going to the record stores to buy it. We know how to get it off of their favorite DJ's mixtape. We know how to buy it on the underground circuit, so they're not getting their check for their for their artwork, for their for their for what right. their their work they put in. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing that needs to happen too. It's no different than when Spike Lee puts out a movie and then I got it from the guy on the corner who has the bootleg copy. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee ain't getting his money for that. So you gotta also, if you're gonna really, us as pioneers that love the true essence of hip hop, if we can love it, then we gotta love it to the point where we can embrace it. I'm a DJ, I'm in a record pool. Everything that comes out, I get it. But when Jada Kiss drops an album, Ghostface drops an album, Wu Tang, some of my favorite people that I listen to, I go to the store and buy it because I want them to get paid. I want to contribute right. to what they're doing so that I can get, so that they can get paid. Right. You see what I'm saying? And we have to have that consciousness about us too, where we go to the stores, we go to the internet, mm-hmm. and we pay for it to support these artists so we can keep. That raw, real hip hop mm-hmm. alive. Because if it's not fruitful, mm-hmm. then how can I call it my? This is how I earn my living. Mm-hmm. It's not paying me nothing. And nowadays, you not only have the ability to purchase stuff online, you got Patreon, where people can just contribute to you on a monthly basis, even if it's a dollar. 
you got GoFundMe, you got Kickstarter projects. I mean, I just, I think that there's that's other ways. That's corrupt, too, that mm-hmm. GoFundMe. Really? I'm not going to lie, I got that on my website, too, but that's for, like, I put out, when I do some of my mixes, I put it on there for free. Okay. I tell people, donate a dollar if you feel like it, if not, just pass it on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, going back to what we were just saying, uh, Hold on, I'm sorry, hold on, hold on. Brought to you by Jay, but how about my bad boy. <laughs> I know that's where I start. I start hard with this. Come up next is the one and only James Watt. Brought to you by Jay and T. Jay Watts. I got that report. I'm gonna keep playing. And um, I had a situation yesterday. I was I was talking to a guy, uh, and I was like, "Hey man, I, I gave you to find. I gave you to try to find somebody nicer than the guys on Chain ET, right?" So this guy comes up with this. Whack, whack, whack ass on. And um, I'm like, how are you? This dude's like 15 years old. You know what I mean? So it's just a different generation. The stuff they listen to is so. Was amazing. it Big Will? Huh? Was it Big Will? Nah, I mean, <laughs> nah. But it's like, it's like, come on, man. Like, really? This is what y'all, this is what they like nowadays. You can't really. Well, I mean, what can you do to break that? Because the kids want to do the Because they want to tell their parents, hey, yo, get this, get this. I want this album. I want to go get this album. And we as adults, we're not. You know, we we the ones that have the money to go buy, but we're not going out to buy the stuff that that is not this popcorn, mm-hmm. bubblegum, BS. It's kind of like how, like with what goes on in DC with the go-go and then you got the bounce beat I can care less for the for the bounce beat see that's what confuses me is how did DC get to hold on to go-go where it's not permeating throughout the country and other people are getting involved in it and then manipulating it the way hip-hop was manipulated it's crazy to me Yes, yeah. definitely. They are upset that it's only gone to North Carolina, mm. maybe some parts of Atlanta. Oh, no, 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 that's not exactly true. My first, my first go-go tape I got from a Japanese guy in Philadelphia who was going to Temple University studying jazz vocals. <laughs> and, and I lived in PG County for many years. And we, so and it's out there, but I, it's what I'm saying is people in other areas, are they doing it? I understand you're buying it, but are they making their own form of go-go music? Yes, and the thing is, the reason it's not perverted, because I talked to an A&R down in London, and I was like, hey, you know there's a lot of nice people in D.C. Mm-hmm. You know what this guy says? What am I going to D.C. for? I don't, I don't need uh, go-go. Oh, wow. You got go-go, you have go-go bands in Atlanta. It's not all there is go-go, you know what I mean? But they think that D.C. is go-go, and okay. the, the A&Rs aren't trying to get it, that's why it's not going to be perverted. Oh, I get it. So that's why G Money said they should be happy because if the record labels get a hold to it, it'll become corrupt. So I was just wondering the difference between how, you know, hip hop culture started in New York and then it grew everywhere and then eventually the South did it, the West did it, you know, outside the country. You got people doing hip hop. So I'm saying it's go go. Go-Go really stayed centralized in D.C., even though it's popularly listened to in other places, but no one in Detroit, you don't hear of a, I never heard of a Go-Go band out of Detroit, out of L.A., out of Atlanta, out of North Carolina. So you don't think that Go-Go is hip-hop? 
Go go is a hit. Go go is dope. I think it can go. It can exist. If you actually think about it, go 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 is go go could be a form of hip hop. I wouldn't call it exactly hip hop. It could be a form of hip of hip hop. Just like go go is a form of funk music. Okay. Okay. From how when Chuck Brown brought it in. And plus, you, you, we all know Dougie Fresh was on Go-Go Records, so yeah. Dapper was on Go-Go Records, yeah. uh, PSK, PSK, the yeah. dude out of Philly was on the Go-Go Records. I think, I think, I think Go-Go, I think Go-Go is, is DC's contribution to the culture. I mean, I remember being at Morgan and going to, going out of DC and hanging at Howard and driving around in the summer. And um, there was a bunch of people at a park. So we pulled over like, oh shit, we got a park here down here. There was a go-go band in the park. You know what I'm saying? So I think it shared some of the same origins, some of the same conditions or whatever. So I would say so. And, you know, some of the early break beats, Bust and Lose, Pump Me Up, a couple of them were go-go records Mm -hmm. that cats in New York used to use as break beats. So I would, it's definitely a strong connection in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's from hearing the stories um, of uh, DJ Rob Lowe's story, like hip hop, it, it reminds me of Save the Go-Go. Mm-hmm. I, I, remember, I remember I was in middle school, I was in seventh grade, and they actually had a go-go band come in with all their percussions and stuff up on the stage, and they had some, uh, and they had the students come up, and I actually, they had called me up there, and I actually had to play the Congos there. Oh, wow. All the students. Really? It's been how many years? Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Man, it's a good, but let me tell you, I love it, man. I, I really think it's a good, it's a good music, and it's nothing like hearing live music. It's, a, it's crazy. And when the Leaf was at Morgan. Our homecoming show because DC and New York was such the two biggest, you know, um, areas. We always had, you know, somebody from New York come down as an act, mm-hmm. and then they always had it there. And I remember we seen Little Benny and the Masters, wow. and that was my That's first time hearing them. And I was in the stands, and I saw them go go them girls from DC girls get up. And they was doing things that I love. I like those go-go from then on. <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing for Baltimore with that Baltimore club music. It's something about that music that get them going. Yeah, man. Well, I, I think I think in terms of go-go, the reason why it might have not have spread like hip-hop. One, I guess, in terms of commercially, you know, it, it, it might not be as viable as hip-hop or rap music in terms of making money for folks who are making money off of it too. Go-Go, it takes, it's not as accessible as rap music. I mean, it's a real commitment to play Go-Go music. You gotta know an instrument, you know what I'm saying? Then it also, in terms of accessible, I mean, in terms of, you know, African music, I mean, Go-Go is probably as close as you can get. I mean, it's the, wow. you know, with the drums and all that. Like, it's, it's I don't know if that it's that rhythmic. easy yeah, for yeah. white folks to, to access culturally. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because it's, I mean, Go-Go and, and you know, like, uh, you know, some forms of, like, Cuban jazz and all, like, all that's kind of the same. It's like, it's like, like seven black people in the band. Basically. I mean that's that's 
it might be they might not be able to access it because they don't have the you know the, the rhythms like we have you know that's part of who we are as black people in New York in New York do you guys have uh, brothers on the corner with the paint buckets beating on the corner come on man yeah, yeah. in the train yeah. stations yeah that's how go go that's exactly a, that's how go go started but how, how long did it take for for them to pervert hip hop I mean how many years did it take to pervert yeah I mean before it became corrupt well I think I think go go something European Europeans can't duplicate you gotta have soul for that you know what I'm saying wait a minute they have a different type of soul right no, but I mean really how long did it take how long was hip hop well, would you consider the commercialization equal to corrupt? So when did well at first it didn't have it didn't have its believability at first. You know what I mean? It was in, in the mid, in the early to mid seventies. You know, it, it wasn't. But GoGo came out shortly after that, right? When did GoGo came out? Maybe mid eighties. Nah, early 80s, 70s. 70s. So if it came out earlier than that, they both emerged really at the same time. It's just there was more believability for some reason in hip hop. It moved with a with a stronger force. I think it was what Gary said that African polyrhythmic connection. It was just so strong mm-hmm. that the Europeans just didn't dig it. That's my opinion. What go go? Yeah, in mass. I think they, yeah, I think got something that appreciated, but I mean go go. Like I said, in terms of music. Is, I mean that's 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 back to the motherland, man. But when you remember when you told me you went to see um Chuck at um at Prospect Park in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. Chuck used to come to New York once a year, like every summer. And you said it was more time. white people than black people. What? And it was more. It was white people from DC that lived in New York. You can tell. Uh, uh, so they grew up with it too. Interesting. But in terms of like the regular, you know. White man who grew up in Queens or Brooklyn or whatever, that shit ain't even on their radar. Just like. Okay. So those cats was homesick. Uh, yeah, those cats was homesick. homesick. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when you get recipes, Chuck Brown, Chuck Brown is Chuck Brown. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the same thing with Trouble Funk. They come to New York, they get, you know. You know what I think it is? I think it is just that the record label's just scared of backing a big band because they backed the big band before uh, EU and it didn't pan out the way that that they wanted it to. And they probably scared to back another band like that. Mm-hmm. You think it had anything to do with the geographical like New York or something? No, because the EU went overseas and they blew up. But you know, it was... I don't know the technical technicalities of it, but uh, it had a lot to do with money issues. And when you have bands are hard to keep together, would you rather manage a band of 10, 11, 12 people or another group, another band of three or four people? Which is more important? Or a single artist. Or a single artist. You know what I'm saying? And you can't lip sync go go, can you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like to see him try. So, is Go Go indigenous to DC? I mean, you, is there other like? Does the Bay Area have its own version of 
just they just just never kind of went outside of that. Not, all bad, all Google bands originate in DC, but they travel everywhere. Like when I was on tour with Wu Tang's artists um, over on the West Coast, uh-huh. I was in Texas, and they came up to me, asked me to play some backyard. I'm like, what? Uh, you from DC? Nah, nah. I just like backyard. They be doing stuff with Scarface, and you know, I like it. I like it. And, you know, like they like it in Reno. When I was in Reno, when I was over in um, uh, Inglewood, they like it over there. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think you can't have. I don't think the Google community will accept a band outside of DC and saying that they're a Google band when you not you don't really know nothing about the Google world. I mean, as far as that goes, is the appeal to Google the the musicianship other than the thing? The appeal of Gogo is like, like what was DJ uh, Rob Lowe was saying. Mm-hmm. It's going to a going to a concert, going to a show, mm-hmm. and you hearing these live horns hit you. You can mm-hmm. you hearing the keyboards, you hearing the percussion, you drum. You can. Mm-hmm. It's like for me, like when I go see a band or whatever, it sounds kind of funny, but I see colors. You can feel, you can see. I heard Kanye West say the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Really see colors, yeah, and. If you you can just that that feeling is like even when you get mm, tock, tock, mm, ah, mm, ah, you hear the uh, you like right. <clears throat> you, feel, you know what I'm saying you can you can feel the passion you can feel everything you now do you see how this guy talks about go go uh-huh. like, the, the way you talk about DJ or hip hop period and I'm saying is it's because. It's part of who he is. Uh-huh. It's his upbringing, uh-huh. and when you come from that place, right. he can still hold on to that feeling because ain't nobody corrupted it yet. Mm-hmm. With us, right. our shit has been corrupted. No, I, and so when anyone hears me speak the way I speak, it's because I can't really touch it now like he does unless I just go into archives. Mm-hmm. There's too few people, and so the radio infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Okay, listening to it because I hold on to that grassroots of where it really came from, and and somewhere in its emergence, it's been polluted, it's, and that's it's, frustrating. It's funny, it's funny you keep mentioning radio. I mean, I thought there was a migration away from radio. I stopped listening to radio in '91, and it was just listening to college radio, usually late at night, because that's when they would have the best music. And then I started migrating onto the internet. But it's not about what we listen to, because we 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 don't listen to the radio for a reason. But the radio is still very popular mm-hmm. with the kids. There's still a lot of people uh-huh. listening. As soon as I get in the car, if I'm with the kid, Daddy, can you turn on KYS? Shout out to DJ because I got on backspin, yeah, yeah. you know, on Cyrus Radio. I'm backspin all day. Okay. Or oh, I got the wrong low flavor in the in the deck. Okay. So. So, so, or the Gary flavor in the deck now. Yeah. <laughs> Gary be doing music now, but, yeah. but back in, I mean, but but you can't really. But my kids and their friends, when we go to the AAU game, they all want the radio. Mm. They all want the Kiss and the PGC, and so, and 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 and, and that's the culture. That's and marketing is moved by the youth. Let's let's not get it confused. But that's because, that's because they come to marketing is moved by the youth. And they go after the youth because they're undeveloped maturely. Their maturity is undeveloped. Is, is college radio as corrupt as big corporate radio? Because that's like the last radio I listened to. That was the best music. <laughs> At least it's the temple. Well, the as long as there's no advertisers involved, then it's probably good. But 
Do they break? Do they break new artists? Do they play underground people? Do they uh-huh. break new artists? Does yeah. College Radio yeah. break new artists and play underground? Yeah. Morgan Radio does it. Okay. But yeah, once um, you know, once you get the money involved and the mm-hmm. the advertisers, then that's when it becomes corrupt. I mean, you know, realize that that's what it boils down to. The radio. Radio was invented to sell shit to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they play you music, and then he puts commercials in there to sell it to you. Same thing with TV. Mm-hmm. Those are the motivations behind radio and TV to sell products. And they provide some entertainment in the middle to draw you in to see their message and buy their products. There's nothing really changed. Okay. Those clocks are really funny. Oh, yeah? The thing is, um... Everybody, the issue of money keeps coming up. Right. The thing is, um, we can't deny the fact that money is a necessary evil. evil. Right. You're going to say money is the root of all evil. Well, I think it's people's plight for it. Yeah. Money itself is not necessarily yeah, yeah. evil, but. but these these kids nowadays, you can't. Like I heard you say, take the take the the money out of it, see what's still spent. Mm-hmm. If you take the money out of it, these kids they may not have the Man, I used to be at work. I was in New York working on Varick, 121 Varick Street. And when we used to go to lunch, we'd be out on the bunch, and that's the first thing we do, yo, what's up with the cipher? And it'd be right there, it'd be a cipher. And that's the love of it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else involved in that but an opportunity to show your skill set. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand when when you have an opportunity to make money, it's just like an artist that can paint. Mm-hmm. If an art gallery wants to present your, 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 your um, body of work, but they're saying we only want art like this, and you're not really getting to express yourself in art the way you want to, mm-hmm. now you have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Do I stay true to who I am with this art and find someone that's going to um, show my work? Mm-hmm. Or do I sell out and do this kind of art that this guy wants me to do? Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same thing with a, a, a movie writer or, or a sitcom writer. Mm-hmm. You, you're good at it, but we need something that's going to go this way as opposed to going this way. Mm-hmm. And then it, it becomes a decision. And that decision comes from you as an individual of here I am at this crossroads and I need the money. But how badly do I need it? Mm-hmm. And how quickly do I need it? Mm-hmm. And how much do I believe in myself to find the right person that's going to let me do what I do the way I do it? Circumstances. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. And a lot of people prey on the fact that you're going to need that money right now. Yeah. That dude, Jerry Heller, preyed on the fact that Dr. Dre, Easy e mm-hmm. MC Ren, Ice Cube, and DJ Yella needed that 75000 right then and now. Mm-hmm. So it would compromise them thinking about tomorrow. But it didn't for Ice Cube. In the, in the time that we got left, have you guys ever seen that movie by Chris Rock, Top 5? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we go around the room and just give our top five MCs? And you can do a, you can do a plus one if you want. All t- of all time? Yeah, your top five of all time. DJ DC Hollywood. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, you have to come back to me on that. Give me. Uh, like, really? I, I got to think about that one. Uncanny. Your top five. Uh, top five. I would have to say, and this is based off if I'm going uh, on skill level, you know, not 
who made the most money and all right. that. Mm -hmm. Skill level, I would have to say throw a Cool G rap in there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? Cool G rap was nice. Um, you know, of course you have, you know, the Nas. Nas was, Nas was nice. Mm -hmm. um, newer rappers, you know, it's too many. You mean, you can't just put it to five, but newer rappers, um, I like uh, Lupe. I All think right. he's I think he's uh, a very lyrical artist artist. Um of course you have a uh, Slaughterhouse with a uh, like jo Joel Ortiz. Mm -hmm. You have um uh, Underground, Trade the Truth. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Um All right, so yeah, what's your plus what's your plus one? Plus one Tick, 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 tick. We'll come back. Yeah, come back. Let's come back. <laughs> DJ Rob Lowe. Nah, I go last, man. You ain't gonna like my five. <laughs> J Money, what's your top five? Yeah, I go with Rock. All right. Rock I'm gonna rock that mic. All right. I got uh, 2G Rap. Yep. Number two, Nas is number three. Mm. Big because of the stories that he told. Like the story was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. and some, I guess more on today's terms, are relevant. Uh, wow. Jay Watts, what's your top five? Man, my top five is quite easy. And it's not on a, ch a chain ET artist. Artists. <laughs> you got Uncanny. Yep. You got G Money. Yep. You got Ready Rail. Yep. You got the, one, the newest member to the family, Bill <laughs> Benjamin. Okay. okay. And uh, we got Thorn. She's a little lazy. We okay. got um, uh, those are the rappers, right? Anybody? That's five. Well, that's your five right there. Yeah, that's, that's right. Gary, there. Gary, why? Up against any okay. Gary, why are you on the line, brother? What's your top five? Let me see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is top five in no particular order, but you got the, you know, you got the daughter of C. Rockham. Yep. Um, Nas. Yep. Um, Karis One. Yeah. Yep. Biggie. Yep. And Jay. And then in terms of my plus one for the new dudes out, I don't think nobody lyrically can touch Jay Electronica. Wow. Yeah, that's a definite plus one. Wow. That's a definite plus okay. one. Okay. Right All right. DJ DC Hollywood. Okay. Uh, thank you, Rob. It's hard. Um, I'll make it quick. Uh, of course, I'm going to try to say without saying whoever wasn't uh, said before, but I've always been a Grand Poopa fan. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. um, uh, MC Breed. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Biggie. You know, like you said, storytelling. I'm also a Buster Rhymes fan. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, last, um, oh my goodness. <sighs> That's hard. Um, I would say myself, but I don't rap. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just I'm down to, to that. Right. Those are people who I, whose albums I would buy. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I got to say Rock Camp too. All right. All right. I, I would give my plus one to Feral uh, March. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. man right there. Okay. Southside Jamaica, you know Queens. Okay. Mirablo. Uh, um, my, I'm going to give you mine in order. All right. Uh, my, my number five is Jada Kiss. Wow. My, my number four is, is G-Rap. All right. 
my number three is tied between um, Rakim and Biggie. Okay. My number two is Jay, mm-hmm. tied with Nas. And my number one is KRS-One all day, every day, no question, undisputed. Wow. Okay. Okay, and the time we got... And my new school, hold up, my new school, uh-huh. dude, that I got to give homage to is tied between J. Cole and Joel Ortiz. Wow. All right, all right, all right. Um, do you guys want to give out your contact information so where they can find out your music and what you're doing? Uh, DJ DC Hollywood. Everything DJ DC Hollywood. You can go to DJ DC Hollywood.com. Check out my videos. Find out where I'm going to be at. Uh, for everybody that came on, you could probably could have heard this broadcast. Everything, anything DJ DC Hollywood. Spelled just the way it says. Tonight, okay. catch me down in Amsterdam, U Street. Let's go. Cool. Uncanny, where can they find you? Uh, they can find most of my stuff on um Chaney and T. You know what I'm saying? Chaney and T uh, Entertainment.com. Right, your DJ Rob Lowe. I ain't really um You go to SoundCloud, check it out. <laughs> DJ Rob Lowe SoundCloud, man, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. G Money. Yeah, G Money BMV, everything, uh IG, uh Twitter, Facebook, uh that piff. Check out our five mixtapes on that right now. Um, like I said, my EP will be out on, on, on iTunes in August this summer. And I'll be at the film once tonight. Ooh. Right. And uh, Jay Watts, where can he find you? J underscore Watts, W-A-T-T-S, 82 on Instagram. Chain underscore E-N-T on Instagram. Chainentainment.com. Uh, like you said, I've got a film on tonight with G-Money. Brought to you by Chain and T. Beautiful. You can find me at J O H N A T H A N S O U L on Twitter, JonathanSoul.blogspot.com. I'd like to thank our guest, DJ DC Hollywood, Uncanny, DJ Rob Lowe, DJ. DJ. G Money and J Y MCG Money. MCG Money. It's been real, family. I hope we do this again, man. This has been great. Thank you for calling, Appreciate you, Gary. Yeah, appreciate you, Gary. All right, Thank the family. You, I'm going to call you in a minute, yo. All right, peace. This broadcast has been brought to you by WBGR. Visit them at WBGRsports.com. Also by Chain Entertainment, where the people connect.